Well, hello, Oddballs. It's your host, Bobby. And your co-host, Lexi. And this is Oddities on Elm Street. We're back. Episode 15. Just like promised. Quince. Remember last week, we're like, we'll be back Wednesday. And we're back. We're here. And I was actually, uh, this past Wednesday... I was listening to the podcast live at 5 a.m. Just as we so early in the episode. Yeah. But honestly, most of the people that watch our podcast download it at 6 a.m. Yeah, because it's when most people people are are getting up and going to work. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. So we just finished filming our first ever mini episode. But you can only listen to it if you're on Patreon. Yes, if you are a patron on our patreon page (laughs) i made sure to change the tiers this week to include some more content for you all and if you don't feel like paying a monthly fee but still want to help support the show i'm pretty sure there's an option to make like a one-time donation if you if your little heart so desires (laughs) um but if you don't feel like doing that we appreciate you Nonetheless, guys, we we got our first. It's a glorious day. It's a glorious day. I have to find their name. I forgot to write it down. They need a shout out. Where are you? So um, we gotta we gotta shout them out real quick. Shout them out. So a big thank you to Coffin Sir Lee. Coffin Sir Lee. They made sure to include the pronunciation because they knew I'd fuck it up. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I would have. I would have because it doesn't look like that. What does it look like? It looks like Coffin Sir Lee. Well. It's it's close. You know. It's close, but I would have. Coffin Sir Lee. Coffin Sir Lee. We love and appreciate you. Thank you so much. For the rest of our lives. Kisses. Oh God! <sighs> um, they are one of the spookiest spookerstons. That's not what it's called, but that's, oh, that's just that would be good. That's just what I like to say. I think it's the spookiest crew. Okay, well, but you're still a spooky spookerston, mm-hmm. and we love and appreciate you. So, thank you so much for being our first patron, Coffin Sir Lee. Coffin Sir Lee. All right. So today, by popular demand. We're going to be telling our own collection of spooky stories. Get ready. It's about to get spooky in here. This is content you can't find anywhere else. That's true. It's very true. Um, actually, you can find it on my TikTok. Well, because I posted a lot there. You know what? I know that people are really wanting to hear mine, so. I want to hear it's yours. It's never been talked about anywhere. We kind of talked about this a little bit in my in the first episode that we ever mm-hmm. did, mm-hmm. which <clears throat> sorry, <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. We've gotten better, no? Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think all of this, like literally what we're doing right now, pretty much started with TikTok. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Posted. My first ever video on there with the smoothie recipe that nobody asked for. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was like scrolling, seeing all types of different content. I was like, ooh, do I have a story for you? So I posted a video just like asking if people would be (laughs) interested in learning more about my house. And the video blew up and here we are. So my content before doing the story times that I do now was literally all about my house mm-hmm. and my personal experiences here because my house is haunted. Haunted. And I have since created another TikTok page specifically just for the house content. Mm. So I could smart keep separated. Love that. <laughs> and um it's been a while since I posted on there. Come but, on. You know get your shit together. I can start again if I have to, but <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like it's only appropriate that I start by telling everybody about my house situation otherwise they won't fully understand like the spookiness behind all of these stories yeah i've been trying to 
I know you it. ask me like every episode. You're Tell the popular your demand. It's you. <laughs> me and Rachel. <laughs> so, oh, and then like obviously every haunted house has like a crazy village that it's part of, right? So if you wanna hear about that, that's an episode one too of our podcast. Maybe don't listen to that. I'm a little embarrassed yeah. about that one. But, um but we gotta start from somewhere. You know, it's raw. Us. It's us. And it's look how just... much we've grown. Yeah, you know, have we really, though? Yeah, I've been told. <laughs> no, I think we have. Yeah, for We're sure. We're a lot less awkward. Yeah, I think that we just kind of threw our fucks out the window and said, well, this, this is, is who us. we are. <laughs> Take it or leave it. So most of my personal stories are going to be about growing up in my creepy ass house. Mm-hmm. Also going to throw some random ones in there. There's going to be some funnier ones probably towards the end, but I'll start with... Mi house, mi casa. Mm-hmm. It was built in 1848. We're just going to establish the facts right now. Established. 1848. Bam. Damn. Fourth generation. Bam. Bam. <laughs> so, my great-grandfather came here from Missouri. If you don't know, Missouri has some really nasty tornadoes. He wanted to get the hell out of there. <laughs> they came to Michigan. Um, so he got this house. One of the things he did was build, like, make one of the rooms in the basement a tornado shelter. Because, again, he's from Missouri. So he built onto the house over the years. It was just two bedrooms. Not even two bedrooms. It was literally a living the living room mm-hmm. and the bedroom next to it and then the basement. So those are the oldest parts of the house. Then my grandpa built onto it over the years, and my dad built onto it. So it's just like a clusterfuck of like project after project. Yeah. So I do have YouTube videos showing like uh, house tours and showing some of the stuff I'm talking about, just so you can get a visual picture. Mm-hmm. But pretty much, I would say the spookiest part of the house is definitely the basement. There's like rooms in the basement that. I didn't know existed, that my dad didn't even know existed. And I remember when I first posted that, people were like, that's not possible. How do you live in a place and don't know that there's rooms there? But it's, I mean, you gotta see it. You just gotta see it. It's filled with junk. You can't get through the room. And like, not necessarily wanting to just hang out. Yeah, it's not really. Mm, Basement. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely don't want to stay there. Longer than you need to. <laughs> I go down there strictly for laundry. That is it. Everything else, off limits. It's, like, as soon as you walk down the stairs, there's a room on the right. And that room has an additional room off the back of it that we didn't know about. Mm. We found out about it because my sister's boyfriend's son. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Follow along. Yes, I'm kidding. <laughs> he was a, a little 13-year-old naive boy that we convinced to go in there for us. <laughs> <laughs> we're so, we're such good people. <laughs> so he's like climbing on top of all this junk and he's like, you guys know there's another room? And we're like, what? <laughs> and so that's how we found out about it. <clears throat> um... I cannot believe you. I can, but, like, <laughs> my God. So there's also, like, a secret room behind our toilet in the bathroom down there. Um, It's, like, underneath the staircase. I guess my dad used to climb back there and play when he was younger. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, he just, like, decided to board it up one day. <laughs> Won't tell me why, but... Okay. And then we also have, like, these crazy secret hallways that go around, like, the foundation. And they connect you from room to room. One of the rooms that it, the hallway connects to, starting from the bathroom, is the tornado shelter mm-hmm. that's also filled with junk. I mean, it's not all junk. A lot of it's, like, really cool antiques and stuff. And then the room next to it literally just has a cement wall right in front of the doorway. Like, you are not meant to go in there. Mm-mm. You can, because we did. You crawled over, yeah? Yeah, we did crawl over the wall. And I have a YouTube video on that whole expedition, too, but the... Creepy thing about that room specifically was, well, for one, we don't know what the purpose is. Mm -hmm. We literally don't know why why it was built, why it was blocked off. 
nothing. <laughs> my grandpa tried over and over again to knock the wall down. Like, you can see in the wall there are holes where he tried to drill through the concrete, but he just couldn't get it, gave up. And there are, I mean, I'll talk a little bit more about what we found in that room. Wait, so do you know who sealed it off? I don't. It wasn't anybody in my family. But the creepiest thing about this room, and this is honestly probably something that I was told just to, like, as a kid to stay out of the basement, but Mm -hmm. we supposedly have, like, a great Aunt Selma. She was insane, I guess. Like, literally insane. Okay. And I don't know if you have ever heard of, like, the disappointment rooms that they used to have. No. So, like, if if there was a child that was born with, like, mental illness or, like, a deformity back in, like, the Victorian ages and even before that, they would, like, hide their child away from the world because they were ashamed of it. So they would call it the disappointment room, your disappointment. So the whole, yeah, it's awful. The whole family legend is that Aunt Selma, because she was not right mentally, they locked her in that room, chained her to the wall. Obviously, I don't know if that's true. You should, uh, talk to your father. He's the one that fucking told me this. I know. When was the last time you talked about it with him? I don't know. Probably when I was young. That's what I'm saying. Like I said, I think it's it's probably one of those things that they would, like, tell us as kids just to scare us. It worked. I stayed out of that room. Yeah. Um, But also, like... What other reasons do you tell your child to not go in? Like, why even? Like, why? Like, uh, mold. If I were a kid, I wouldn't fucking mold schmold. (laughs) (laughs) Mold schmold. Who the fuck is she? (laughs) No, I I mean, it's probably just... There's just so much shit down there. It's, like, gross and dangerous. And, like, we get animals and shit that come in and i don't know who knows who knows but Aunt Selma might get you you know that's what they always told us go well, downstairs. she's chained to a wall so she can only go so far <laughs> that's <laughs> fucked up bro <laughs> <laughs> wow am i wrong but yeah so um my first ever paranormal experience in the house was probably when i was like three or four I was a youngin, a little, you little. That Bitch, if this happened to you, you would remember. <laughs> I promise. Okay, okay. Yeah, so I was, I was very young, and I was going to the bathroom in the middle of the night, and I'm standing. Obviously, this is hard because, like, I'm like pointing in different directions <laughs> to show you, and they can't see. <laughs> I'll try my best. <laughs> so I was standing in the bathroom, and I just had like this, just this weird feeling and i looked in this general direction here mm. there's a that big dining room window mm. and the blinds just shut like somebody pulled the string really quickly and i took off running down to my parents room i climbed in bed with them and i was like crying to them mm-hmm. my dad was like oh it's probably just your grandma like he would always tell me that and like is that supposed to comfort me <laughs> She is, she is dead. <laughs> I've never met my grandmother. Please. Another creepy thing that I remember when I was a little bit younger. I mean, I was I was like probably eleven when this happened. Um, this is this is not meant to like uh, make anybody feel uncomfortable. But when I was eleven, my dad was in jail, and my sisters were in the Marine Corps, so it was mm-hmm. just me and my mom. Right. And I used to fall asleep listening to a stereo system, like an old 80s stereo system that my dad gave me. Delilah. No, if we didn't listen to that. Okay. Delilah? Yeah, I used to fall asleep to her and her comforting voice. Who the fuck is Delilah? She, I don't know where she's at now, but she was what a was it? talk show. Oh. I, don't, I don't know, some radio show. People yeah. will know. Oh, I'm not right, the only right. one that knows Delilah. We'll see. We'll see. 
But no, I I don't know what I used to listen to. I just used to listen to music. I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> okay, okay, not Delilah. <laughs> Definitely not Delilah. I my parents wouldn't let me have a TV in my room, so I had the radio to fall asleep to. But my mom would like open my door and turn my light on and be like, "Who are you talking to?" It would freak me out. It would really freak me out. I thought my mom was losing it. <laughs> Benny, are you okay? But no, so this same this same stereo that we had, my sister, who I just, mm-hmm. you know, she was in the Marine Corps. She is an Iraqi war vet. So when she came back after her deployment, she slept in my room with me. And I gave her my bed and I slept on the floor in an air mattress. And that same stereo, she woke me up in the middle of the night and was freaked out. And we're talking about somebody who... Just, just went to war and mm-hmm, came back. Like, mm-hmm. you know, she's a she's a badass. She can handle she, herself, she right? She's a tough bitch. Yeah, and she's, like, freaking out. And I'm, like, probably 12 years old. And she said that, you know, the radio was on because I fell asleep with it on. And then it went static. So she got up out of bed to turn it off. And when she went and sat down in bed, it turned itself back on and went static again. So she was begging me to sleep on the air mattress with me. You're like, girl. <laughs> so, um, needless to say, I got rid of the stereo. <laughs> but yeah, there were just like small things that would happen. Like, uh, one time when I was around that same age, I, I used to hang my skateboard on a wall. I didn't actually skateboard. I just wanted to display it so the boys would like me. And I woke up with it across my feet one morning in the summer when my parents were gone. I used to stay home a lot when I was younger. So I moved bedrooms after that because we had two bedrooms. I didn't have any sisters in the house anymore. So I moved into the guest bedroom. Mm -hmm. Because it was the guest bedroom, I couldn't like redecorate it the way I wanted to. And one of the things that my mom had in there was a miniature rocking chair Mm -hmm. that they found in the house, in the basement. Just, you know, you don't have to buy decor. It's already here. So she put this chair in the corner of the room. I have very low windowsills. This chair would wake me up, rocking, getting stuck under the windowsill. The willow sill. The willow sill. Yeah. And pulling itself back out. When I woke up and saw that, I called my father on the phone. He was in the next room over, asleep. And he came running into the room and, of course, explained it away as probably just my grandmother coming to visit me. Um, I put it back in the basement where it belongs. And what's interesting is that I'll talk a little bit about it later. The medium. The medium that came to my house. Yeah, she instantly noticed that rocking chair. She's like, "Mm, wait up, wait up, wait up. What is this? I think, though, things got really bad when I found the Ouija board. You know, and I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. For those for those who don't know, I don't even remember like what I was doing. I think I was just going through organizing the closet. A piece of wood falls off the wall and there's a hole in the drywall. And I put my flashlight in there and there's a shoebox. And on top of the shoebox, there's a Ouija board. And I pull it out and there's a bundle of like old pictures on top of the Ouija board. Of and people. Of people, yeah. Almost like whoever was using this was trying to, like, like conjure these people, mm-hmm. like, communicate with them. Mm-hmm. This must have been my family because the Ouija board, it was manufactured in, like, the 30s or 40s, and they moved in in the 30s. Mm. And there was a picture of my great aunt, which I didn't know was my great aunt, but somebody on TikTok was like, oh, that's your great aunt Phyllis and your uh, great grandmother Ellen or whatever. I was like, excuse me, who are you? And they never responded to my comment. And I asked my dad. He's like, yeah, that's that's your great-grandma and your, your great-aunt Phyllis. She used to live here and blah, blah, blah. Excuse me? What the fuck? It really was spooky. Yeah, I did research on... The TikTok user, I hope? <laughs> no. They had no content, <clears throat> no pictures of themselves. It was very, very strange. Very strange. But I literally commented back to them. I was like... Uh, what what's going on? Like, are you a medium? I assume they have to be, right? 
How else do they know that information? I didn't even know. That is weird. It's your grandma. Probably. She's on TikTok just scrolling. So I think probably the most significant thing that happened shortly after I found the Ouija board was obviously like there were little things here and there. A lot of it was like just like creaking noises down the hallway. I mean, we have a really old house. The floors make noise. Like we experienced a few episodes ago. Yeah. 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 We thought we were going to lose our lives. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Like knocking on the walls or like lights flickering, that sort of thing, which is, I mean, that's all pretty normal to me. It's pretty normalized. But one night I like blacked out. I have no idea what happened. I went to bed super early, like eight o'clock at night. I don't remember what happened at all. I woke up, my phone was not on the charger, it was underneath me. I woke up at 2 p.m. the next day. This was when I was in high school. I was 16 years old. I had been texting my boyfriend at the time, and I was telling him that there were just, like, creepy things happening. And I just, I must have just fell asleep without putting my phone on the charger or whatever. So, I get up, 2 p.m. afternoon, nobody's home with me. I'm, like, super disoriented. I'm like, what happened? Like, 2 p.m.? I must have been sick. Did I drink last night? Well, I felt like I was in a fever dream. Yeah, I bet. And I went to go take a shower, and I'm looking in the mirror, and there are fingerprint bruises on whatever this part of your arm is. I remember that. Yeah. I took pictures of it on my cell phone, because I I was like, nobody's going to believe this shit. I I forgot. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Not only did I have bruises, like somebody was holding me down, which mind you, nobody was actually holding me down. I don't want, I don't want people to think like something happened to me. I was home by myself. Nothing nothing happened. Well, something did happen, but it well, wasn't. Well, it wasn't done by family. a person. Yes. Yeah. I was home by myself for the weekend. I used to stay home alone all the time when I was 16 cuz I had to work the weekends. My parents always went up north. So I was home by myself. Nobody could have gotten in. The door was locked. Alarm was set. But I had these bruises and then I had dried up blood all over my chest and my neck. And when I like rinse it off, I have these tiny little scratches just all over me. Like something was like fighting with me. It freaked me out. And I took those pictures and I sent it to my my boyfriend at the time. And he, he didn't know what was going on. And I probably showed it to you. I definitely showed it to my parents. They didn't believe me. <laughs> they never did. <laughs> Sorry, I love you, Penny. <laughs> but yeah, and so that was probably like my scariest personal experience that I had by myself yeah, in the house. Yeah, I bet. But when um, my sister and her ex-husband moved in, mm-hmm. things got really, really scary really really quick for some reason and honestly we should have known from day one because they were bringing a couch here like they had an apartment in san diego they were moving to where we're at Mm -hmm. stay with us they brought their couch downstairs to store it and they kept telling me they were hearing a music box down there we should that was day one we should have known this was not a good idea so, yeah, I have, like, just a few things that happened during that time. I remember one of the first things being that my sister... And my sister, like, she also knows the house is haunted. She has her own set of stories. But when she moved back in, like, things just got crazy. So, one thing was my dad had just had hip surgery and he wasn't able to walk without a walker. Mm-hmm. Me and my sister were hanging out in our dining room kitchen area. We have like a bar there with chairs and whatnot. And we kept smelling, we kept getting like whiffs of like cigarette smoke and like, like old lady perfume and nobody in the house smoked. And we were like following around. We're like, what is that? Where is it coming from? My dad opens the door and is walking towards us without a walker, pale as a ghost And I'm like, dad, what are you doing? Like running to go help him. 
and he says, I saw your grandma sitting on the end of the bed and I followed her out here. Excuse me? Freaked me out. Freaked no me. No wonder he I, always told you it was your grandma. I ran into the living room crying. <laughs> I was like 16. <laughs> Scared me so bad. So bad. Because again, even if it is my grandma, I'm sure she was lovely. I mean, I, I've i never met her. She she passed before I got to meet her. All the best wishes, but like maybe please don't. Please don't sneak up on me like this. Like, just trying to live my life. But yeah, there were like a fewer, uh, a fewer, there were a few smaller ones that were pretty insignificant compared to the rest. But I remember like another time, my brother-in-law and my sister, they were going to meet me at the movies and I had just gotten off from work. So I was going to shower before going over there. I was home by myself. I am running the shower and I hear it sounded like little kids running up and down the hallway. Now, mind you, that's the natural flooring. It's very, very creaky. You can, I mean, when I put Bowie down to sleep, I'm like tiptoeing and it's like, (laughs) like, it's ridiculous how loud that floor is. So I just hear like something pumbling down this floor. I locked myself in the bathroom and I called my brother-in-law and I was like, please come get me. I'm so scared. So yeah, that was that was my reality for a while. Gosh. But I think the scariest time was during this time that I'm going to get into. So my sister and her husband, they had a black cat named Boogie. Mm-hmm. And Boogie was obsessed with my room just for whatever reason. He always liked going under my bed and he would just like creep out in there, you know. I remember one night I was getting ready to go to bed and I left my bedroom door open and so then I I go and lay down in bed after closing my door and I'm thinking oh god boogie's probably in my room like you probably got in here because I left my door open so I'm like whatever I start to like try to go to sleep I'm like dozing off whatever and all of a sudden I feel like this pressure at my feet and I thought it it must be boogie like, he jumped on the bed. He wants to cuddle Makes with sense. me. <sighs> and then all of a sudden, like, in a flash, it moves up to my chest. And I feel like something's sitting on my chest. And it scared me so bad that I was scared to look. Like, again, it, well, we didn't establish this in this episode. It was in our mini episode. But mm-hmm. I am night blind. I cannot see in the dark. And so I pull my covers up over my head and I start screaming for my brother-in-law. He's the only one home at this time and he's playing a video game with his headphones on. So I'm just screaming his name over and over again. He finally hears me and he busts through the door and he's like, God, what's going on? And I'm like, where's Boogie? He said, he's, he's in bed with me. I was like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I grabbed all my bedding and I was like, I'm sleeping in the living room. And they joined me. We're all sleeping in the living room at this point. I'm, like, sleeping on the floor of the living room. Like, whatever. It's better than sleeping in that creepy-ass room. Mm -hmm. And one morning we wake up and my um, brother-in-law, he starts to tell me about this, like, dream that he kept having while he was asleep in the room. Which I forgot to mention that the room that they are now sleeping in is the room that I slept in while I was growing up. We wake up, he starts telling me this, and he says that he keeps having this reoccurring dream while he's asleep in that room, and it's the, it's a dream of this figure that's standing in the corner, always by the closet. It's really tall. He wears a top hat. He's just like this black, creepy figure. He can't see his face. He's just standing there. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't move. He just stands there like he's just watching you. And he starts to tell me this dream and I am finishing the details for him. Tears streaming down my face, finishing his description of this, this person that stands in the corner of the room because I've seen him my whole life. Since I was young, I've dreamed of this guy in a top hat that stands in the corner of my room in the same exact corner. So that that's what we talked about in our mini episode if you 
care to find that out. There's also some really great bloopers. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna have those up. <laughs> so, um, do you think Bowie's gonna experience that? I hope not because we had the the medium come mm-hmm. and I, cause I've cleansed the house a lot. And, um, when she came, she said she felt really good vibes in that room. It was my room that me and Miller are sleeping in that she said bad vibes. Mm-hmm. And she, she even was like, I had the baby bassinet by my bed. And as soon as she walked in, she's like, oh, I hate to tell you this because I see the baby bed right there. But this room has some dark energy at this point when we're all sleeping in the living room together, the only reason that I'm going back into my bedroom is to get my clothes. Mm-hmm. And I have these huge, like, I think our ceilings are like eight foot tall. The closet doors are mirrors and they're as tall as the ceiling. So they're very, very tall. Like if I reached up, I'm not, I'm like five foot four. I probably got an additional like two foot on me. I can't reach eight foot, right? <laughs> <laughs> just clarifying <laughs> so, so um i'm going into my room specifically just to get clothes change and get out get there out. yeah um and i we don't have electricity in that room like it's it's very spotty so most of these rooms like we don't have overhead lights because again it was built before electricity was right. a thing so what I used to do is I strung these white Christmas lights around. It's so trashy. <laughs> I strung these white Christmas lights at the very top of my ceiling and I would plug them into the only working outlet in my room. And that's how I would see in my room. So I plug these lights in and they're literally like lining the very top of my closet. And as soon as I plug them in, I can see these small handprints all over the very, very top of my mirror. And we've established that this is an eight foot tall mirror. I was in such disbelief that I, I called my sister into the room and I was like, look at this. And she's like, what? Like, what is that? She puts, sends chills down my spine. (laughs) She, she puts her hand up to these handprints and they are half of the size. Child size. Now, that rocking chair that I was talking about mm-hmm, in the beginning mm-hmm. is a child-sized rocking chair. And what did the medium say? About the rocking chair? How someone was really wanting it back in its place. Oh, uh, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, it's still in the basement. I saw it. <laughs> yeah, it's in the basement still. Because, well, no thanks. But yeah, those are um, those are some of my stories. Okay, so I don't have many stories. I will share what I have, but I reached out to some of my friends and family. Um, I I should mention, too, that the reason we're doing this is because we want to hear your guys' listener tales. Yes, I showed you mine, and I was waiting to hear yours, but you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Do you mean last week? Or was it the week before? The week before, where I told my McDonald's story. Well, to be fair, I didn't have the email created until yesterday. <laughs> well, so yeah, we, um, if you have a spooky story that, that you feel comfortable with us sharing here on the podcast, then we'd love to start doing some listener tales. And I have created an email address where you can send those in. And it is literally just listener tales at gmail.com. You, you. Listener tales, like T-A-L-E-S, not like dog tales. Listener tales. <laughs> just to clarify. Just to clarify. You know, it, it can be confusing. But I just want to make sure. English, man. Yeah, Jeez. Yeah, this language, it's just ridiculous. So yeah, send us your stories, please. Like, give me something. Please. please. I don't want to have me. to keep, like, harassing my family <laughs> to give me something. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so I'm going to start out with the house that my mom grew up in um, is now owned by my aunt and there have been some things that has made it a little 
spooky. Spooky. Yeah. And I'm just going to say, um, Auntie, you know I want to buy the house from you one day when you move. So <laughs> I remember just going there as a younger child and hearing comments of like, oh, yeah, I used to hate that closet or whatever it may be. Like, um, specifically the upstairs, there were originally three rooms, but they knocked down a wall and made one big room on one side. So there's just there's two rooms up there now, but I guess I'll start out with me, Madre. I love you, Mom. Hi. <laughs> I asked her for a story, and she says, I was likely five to nine years old, and she was in this small pink bedroom upstairs. She said, I would have this reoccurring dream, this reoccurring nightmare, where there would be what I thought was the quote-unquote boogeyman on the east wall of the bedroom. She said that it, like the whole wall would just turn into like a, a black and green and dark blue. She calls it a cloud. Like on the wall? Like the whole wall turned into it. It would make me cry from fear. It wasn't the shape of anything, just a mass that moved and growled. What? Oh my god, I did not read all this yet. <laughs> Mom. <laughs> I can still see it if I close my eyes. That is so growling. Gosh. <laughs> then I'll go to my auntie. Auntie Lori, love you. Okay. And she's the one that lives in the house she now. She is the owner, yes. Okay. So she said that she was, her and her husband were sleeping in the upstairs, one of the bedrooms, and that they had just had my cousin, and he was in a crib in the room across the hallway, mm -hmm. and this is what she said happened. Okay. Justin was just a baby and was in the room across the hall in his crib. It was in the middle of the night. Mark woke me up and sat straight up in bed and said there was something in the room with us. He was breathing hard and said it felt like it was on his chest. All of a sudden, he said, run, go get Justin. It was going in his room. At that exact time, Justin started screaming in his crib. Oh my God. She said, she said, scared the crap out of both of us. And I remember it just as clear to, clearly today as I did when it happened 32 years ago. Oh my god. That is so scary. Yeah. And she said, just one time when I was a teenager sleeping in that same room, I felt something on the end of my bed. Do they have any idea, like, any backstory to the house or any no, history? No, and I, I have looked online. Yeah. And I can't find anything. I need to, like, really dig in and ask her if she has any information because i really want to know yeah that's so my god the whole baby thing that's that's like my worst fear yeah that scares I, me i so can't much. imagine um that sounds horrible and i know that so that room is what my cousin justin that was like his room eventually growing up uh -huh. and he's has said that he would like see eyes in the closet oh my god <laughs> chills oh <sighs> that's yeah. like the babadook mm -hmm. mm. and then um my cousin rachel justin's sister my she said she said very briefly because i asked her and she's like mm, let me think she said that her mom probably has some quality shit <laughs> <laughs> and then she said that Weirdly, though, I have dreams about my house being haunted all the time, and I'm always possessed in them. And she said, and cannot move. Ooh, sounds like sleep paralysis. But interesting that there's, like, dreams, like, affiliated yeah. with multiple people mm -hmm. with the house. That is the house that I'm looking to purchase for my aunt. It's definitely something dark there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sounds like. Yeah, I really want to know the history. Yeah. So then my friend Maddie, I asked her because I know that she grew up in a haunted house. She says, my parents' neighborhood is built, oh God, where an Indian tribe used to live. Mm. Their 
neighbor was taking a shower and left an open can of pop out on the bathroom counter and when she got out of the shower it had gone across the counter and was tipped over in the sink. In my parents house there have been ice cold spots in the middle of the summer. Noises that don't sound right she said in parentheses like someone putting pressure on something or random footsteps and the basement feels wrong. Like when her husband moved in, he said something was wrong in the basement. And when we had friends over, they would always comment that the basement felt off and our pets didn't like the basement. It would stay at the top of the stairs. Mm. Just like how your dogs don't like the basement. Daisy's fine with the basement. But Hazel, she refuses to go down there, and if if you try to get her to go down there, she just barks at the top of the stairs. She hates it. I don't know. She's She's been down there once. We had to carry her down the stairs. And as soon as we set her down, she ran back up. But she's fine with stairs, like, in general. It's not that she's scared of the stairs. Because, it's the basement. Yeah, she's been downstairs plenty of times, but it's something about the basement she does not like. Yeah. And she's been that way since she was puppy, and she's almost five now so yeah yeah dogs are definitely like a good indicator that something's off mm-hmm. absolutely okay so then my friend rachie b rachie b. b so another rachel but work affiliated not cousin or sister the other week she was telling me all these stories and so i asked her today to Please type them up and send them to me. (laughs) Which she very nicely did. Okay, so she says, Story one. I was a 23-year-old girl at the time this took place. One summer evening in 2021, I pulled into Target to pick up some groceries. I parked pretty far from the entrance, which was a little abnormal for me. Still not sure why I didn't pull in closer to the store. My car wasn't really parked by any other cars. I stayed in my car for a few minutes to respond to some texts and decided to get out to head into the store. As I'm a few steps from my car, I noticed a man heading straight towards me, holding a gas can. The man looked a little rough around the edges and had a dirty face and dirty clothes. I'm aware of sex trafficking tactics, she says. So she beelined just to get, try to get away from the situation. Mm-hmm. You know, she was like walking faster, right? And he also picked up his speed and was continuing to follow her. Then she says, we were probably less than a hundred feet away from the store at this point. He raises his voice and says, ma'am, can you help me? Can you help me fill up my car? I'm stranded and just really need some help. Can you come over to help? I forgot what I said back to him because I was in fight or flight mode, but I think I mumbled something like, I'm sorry, I can't, I'm in a rush. I realized that even if this man is in need of real help, it isn't smart to go over to him and initiate more conversation. I see an older couple a little ways ahead of me and I catch up to them and feel a little safer as I walk into the store inside. I'm obviously very panicked and I'm filled with dread for when I have to walk back out to face him. Oh, love her. She says, I head straight to the makeup aisle to be around other females. Mm Mm-hmm. Very smart. Mm Mm-hmm. Panicked, I called my sister and told her what happened. I'm still not sure... If he followed me into the store. So while on the phone, I am trying to keep a lookout into the main aisle in case I see him. And my sister tells me to pick up the few items I need and while checking out, let the cashier know what happened and ask them to get security. And that's exactly what I did. She was greeted with a nice security employee. I told him about the man and what he was asking of me. He immediately replies, oh, was he carrying a gas can? And then he says, I've heard of several reports of him at our store and we are never able to prevent him from coming back. Even more scared at at his response, I ask if he can walk me out to my car. At this point, the sun was setting and it was getting dark outside. We had a long walk through the parking lot and there was no man in sight. Where did he go? I thought. Although peculiar... 
I am filled with relief by this and am able to see my lone car in the distance. I thank security for walking me the majority of the way and we go our separate ways. As I continue walking, I notice that behind my car is a shopping cart that was pressed up directly perpendicular to the back of my trunk. No. There were no other vehicles around, and I know that no one was parked near me when I went in, so the placement of this cart just felt strange Mm -hmm. and intentional. The second I see the cart, I am sent into another panic and quick look under my car to see if anyone was under there. I didn't see anything, so I fling my items into my car and get in the driver's seat and lock it immediately. Without wasting any more time, I hit the gas forward, leaving the car behind. The whole way home, I was making sure that no one was following me, and I was on edge the rest of the night. I've had heard stories about people, she says, quote, marking Mm -hmm. the cars of young females mm -hmm, for the purpose of sex trafficking. I know to never take the time to remove the item being used as a marker, whether it's a dollar tucked under your windshield wiper a zip tying on your door handle or maybe in this case a shopping cart taking the time to remove it may be the only time your attacker has a chance on taking you i'm not saying in this case it was for sure a trafficking attempt but i do know that something felt very wrong that day always trust your gut always Absolutely. it's better to be wrong for than sure to be in a situation you don't want to be in. Right. Absolutely. She says, To this day, I do not know what the intentions of that man was, and occasionally it keeps me up at night. God. Scary stuff. Right? I know. I see videos all the time of women that um, are talking... I'm really bad at this because I, I know what to do in those moments but then I always just think like I'm being paranoid you know what I mean yeah Mm -hmm. and like like the time that we went to Meyer and somebody left a uh, note on my windshield yeah I mean I like the color of my car (laughs) (laughs) I was like about to shit my pants and then you like read it and I was like yeah uh, well I mean, that, okay. if I were by myself, I probably wouldn't have even noticed yeah. that it was there. I mean, right. honestly, I probably would just got in my car and drove home and then realized. But because you were there with me, I was mm-hmm. like, stay watch. <laughs> like, of, course, of course. But there was another time, though, that I was approached by a guy in a Target parking lot. What the fuck? Yeah. And he was um, he was living in his car with his wife. And he told me that they had just gotten out of jail. And that they just needed some money for, like, groceries, gas, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I told him, I don't I don't carry cash with me. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. And he said, oh, I have a, a Venmo. I'm like, okay. I sent him 50 bucks. I mean, You're I tried. Kind, kind but this motherfucker <laughs> requested more money from me later on that night. Excuse I'm like, me? sir, you have balls. Give me my 50 back. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I was like. The goal. Exactly. I'm like, bro, I'm just a grocery shopper. <laughs> this is story two. I was 19 years old at the time this story took place. My sophomore year of college, I lived with my sister. Oh my God, yes. This is fucking. You know the story? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. It's a good one. <laughs> I lived with my sister in an off-campus apartment. The apartment was filled with young students just like us, and I felt very safe there for the most part. This one winter afternoon, however, my sister and I were sitting down watching TV. We hear a knock at the door, and I go answer it. I'm greeted, to my surprise, by two men in maintenance uniforms. Mm. They inform me that They are required to do a routine maintenance inspection on our unit. A little confused, I let them in to do their work. I went back to sit down next to my sister, and immediately I could tell she looked extremely uncomfortable. They meandered around the apartment, opening cupboards, the fridge, the oven, our closet doors, 
they weren't doing anything of significance and weren't they weren't doing any maintenance (laughs) (laughs) and weren't marking down anything on a clipboard or what you would think an inspection would look like yeah my sister whispers to me don't we normally get emailed by our complex if we have an inspection coming my heart started to beat out of my chest as I remembered that we had an inspection a few months ago and we were indeed notified multiple times by the complex. This day, nothing. No email, no heads up. As I observe their strange behavior, I start to freak out more. I thought to myself, are these men really supposed to be here? It's 5 p.m. Isn't this considered after hours? Why would there need to be two men and not just one? Who did I just let into my home? I knew I couldn't confront them about it because I'm not sure what kind of trouble that would cause. My sister and I sat on pins and needles on the couch as we let ourselves feel violated and petrified. They re-entered the living room after taking their time in our bedrooms. And we get the chance to look at their uniforms again. Nowhere on their outfit does it say the name of the complex that we live at. It almost looks like some sort of costume. And there were no name tags. They let us know that the inspection was over. And I nervously mumbled bye to my intruders. That just violated our privacy. As they left, we immediately sent an email to our complex asking if maintenance was supposed to stop by at our place. It turns out other units throughout the property also reported two suspicious-looking men claiming they were maintenance that day. A day later, our property manager a day later, our property manager sent out a mass text to all residents addressing these reports and making the statement to not let any person into our unit that does not have the apartment's name and logo embroidered on their maintenance outfit. Oh my god. The email also included that residents will continue to be notified if they have an inspection coming up and will be told the exact day and time. This confirmed that these two men were indeed total strangers who had no business lurking around college girls' rooms and getting to know the layouts of the units. My sister and I lived in fear for the next couple of weeks, wondering if we would hear a knock on the door in the evening again or hear someone trying to break in during the night. This story sticks with me every time I answer the door to a stranger staring back at me. Never blindly trust someone and always follow your gut. She a smart woman. I love her. That's so... Oh my god. Yeah. I know. Because actually when I was... Like we were watching See No Evil. I think. At her apartment. Was it Speak No Evil? Speak No Evil? Yeah. Yeah. And um, all of a sudden we're just like sitting there talking blah blah blah. And there's a knock on the door. Mm. And it's a maintenance man. And she opens the door. It's a big old man standing there. And... She looks at me and I look at her like, I'm getting all like Mother Teresa. Like, <laughs> Mother Teresa? I don't know. <laughs> I'm very protective over the people that I love. And so I'm like, big, big chested, like, I'll fuck you up. <laughs> um, but she actually had, we talked about it because there was like a leak on oh. the roof. <laughs> So he was meant to be there that time. he was actually supposed to be there, yeah. But then that led her to telling me this story. Yeah. Because I was obviously on edge. Uh Uh-huh. And so was she. Yeah. Oh, I don't even let, like, if we have a problem with, like, our internet or whatever, I I make sure there is somebody home with me. Oh, absolutely. Because I've heard so many horror stories of, like, not even people faking it, but just people that are really here to fix your internet, but... Scope out your place and then come back to steal something or, like, you know, who knows. Uh And that's what's scary about stuff like that is you don't know what their intentions were. Right. Why were they there? Were they they scoping out to steal stuff? Were they trying to figure out who their next victim was going to be? You don't know. Right. And I feel like if they were, I feel like they were very fortunate to have 
been together. Absolutely. If it was just one. One against two knows, men. Who knows what would have happened, right? I don't yeah. know. But. That's terrifying. So freaking scary. And I would, just like she said, I'd be so scared that they'd be back. Yeah. So she still lives in that apartment? Mm-mm, mm-mm. Okay. Yeah, she moved a while ago. So. Wow. Whew, not spooky in the paranormal sense, but like, oh, still bro, fucking scary in the human sense. Yeah, sometimes that's worse. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. So, thank you to Good all my stories. friends and that families. Was... Beautiful. Well done. Love you well all. Done. Love you all. Um, Man, and I don't have much, but this is what I have to offer. <laughs> <clears throat> so the. Exorcism of Emily Rose. You know, remember that movie? Mm-hmm. 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 I was in high school when I watched it. That messed me up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a good one. Um, After I watched it, I don't know if you recall, but she wakes up at three o'clock on the dot. The witching hour? Yes. Yeah. And that's a fairly big part of the movie, mm-hmm. right? And... I swear to God, I woke up at three o'clock on the date, on the date, <laughs> the date. <laughs> I woke up at three o'clock on the dot every fucking night for at least a month. Did you think you were possessed? Because I'd, I would. I'd be like, I'm the next Emily Rose. I didn't. I didn't know. All I knew was that I was freaked the fuck out, and it got to the point where I would wake up and I would refuse to look at the clock. <gasps> I would just close my but eyes. But you just knew. I, yeah. You just had that yes. feeling. Ugh. Yes. Because I would stay. I, like, could not get back to sleep because I was just That's so strange. Out. Yes. I don't like it. No. And it was, like, getting to the point where I was not even wanting to go to sleep because I didn't want to wake up. You were just anticipating up. it. Right. I remember one night I specifically, like, had been going on for a while and... I woke up and I just, I was like, I know that it's three o'clock. And I just laid there with my eyes shut and like my hands clenched together. Well, yeah, because for- I, I feel like they're like, if that's continuously happy, happening, at some point you're going to be like, okay, there has to be a reason. What's the reason? Why do I keep, why? Well, and I just watched that fucking movie. So I'm like, okay. Well, like, yeah, it's already putting someone, things in your. Someone's mm-hmm. coming for me. Yeah. I don't know. I, I laid awake for that entire hour and my gut was like, okay, I think the hour is up. And I looked at the clock and it was like 4.02 in the morning. And then you were able to sleep. And then I was like, Phew, that's over. <laughs> Got the next 24 hours to live my life. <laughs> I made it through another night. <laughs> survived oh, to tell the story. Gosh. Oh my God. Yeah, that freaked me out. Also very young at night. I wouldn't see the hat man, but more of, I guess, as I know now, a shadow person. Mm-hmm. So I specifically remember spending the night at my grandma's house and I would be like on the couch and it got to the point where I would kind of like the clock. I would refuse to look because I knew when I looked down the hallway, I would see this dark staticky no features but giving me like a negative male sense mm-hmm. and they would just get closer and closer and so I just I got I I refused I refused to look any anymore and I just closed my eyes and would just be scared until I eventually fell asleep and so yeah I mean I don't know when was that that was like recurring yeah often and like I would move around it was not like I was having sleep paralysis right I don't know if it has anything to do with it or not but like I when I was young I used to be like a bad sleepwalker really Um, yeah sleepwalking creeps yeah dude I don't know why weird I remember um I was with my dad and uh his family we were in Tennessee on like a big family vacation and all the adults went out one night and my two stepsisters were like watching me Mm -hmm. and they sent me to bed and then 
apparently. I just like walked downstairs with my eyes open <gasps> and like sat on the couch and just no. like started like I was just staring at the TV. <laughs> and and my sister was like, What are you doing? Like you're I told you to go to bed. You're supposed to be in bed right now and I didn't say anything. I, I just continued. To I would stare. shit my pants. <laughs> I'm not even playing. Yeah, and um, eventually, like, I woke up and was like, what? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> How did I get here? Yeah. <laughs> Creeped her out. Oh, my um, God. Yeah. And then I know that I would have night terrors and I'd scream oh, in no. my sleep, too. Like, my cousin Rachel and I used to sleep in my fucking grandma's doll room. Good oh, no. Lord. No. no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Do not have a doll room. And then make oh your fucking grandchildren God. sleep in it. That's oh. just a recipe for trauma. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so I I would scream. <laughs> in my sleep. Screaming, you know. Oh. Yeah. So I don't know what's up with me and sleep, but then, uh, like my toe incident, I'm pretty sure I was like sleepwalking to get food. <laughs> Probably <laughs> walking and then I... super brisk. <laughs> <laughs> Woke up with a broken toe. Oh my God. Like, oh my God. Yeah, that, that's one way to get you to snap out of it. Know, right? <laughs> oh my God. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't fuck around with sleepwalking. My roommate in college used to sleepwalk and it scared the shit out of me. Mm. For real. I also used to like talk a lot in my sleep. See, that doesn't bother me as bad. I remember though having a sleepover <laughs> with you and you talking in your sleep. <laughs> but my roommate though, I was convinced that I was going to wake up in the middle of the night and she was going to be, like, I slept on the top bunk of our bunk beds. I was convinced that I was going to wake up to her just standing on the ladder. Oh my god. This this girl, I'm not even playing. She would, like, she would just, like, stand in front of the door and, like, open and shut it over and over again. This bitch was standing in the closet facing the wall. I was like, get me the fuck out of here. I wanted to switch roommates. She woke up in the bathroom once, just laying next to the toilet. Yeah. Oh, my word. I don't like that. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Do you feel like we've done enough? Yeah, for sure. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I have some more if we feel Maybe like Maybe for it's, another time. I feel like it's not enough, but I no, feel I think... like we've been recording for a very long time. So. Yeah. I think All we've right. got a good, good spread. Yeah. Yeah, so send us your stories. Definitely send in your little stories, please. We want to hear of all of the spooky things, mm-hmm. all of them. Again, that email is listener tales, t a l e s, at gmail.com. Send them there. Send them. Please. Thank you for my family and friends for sharing your stories. Yes, they were lovely. I enjoyed. I enjoyed. Uh, I'll have some stuff put up on our Patreon. Yeah. So if you want to see us acting more of a fool than you hear, <laughs> join Patreon. Join our Patreon and you'll see. Yeah. You'll see behind the scenes. You'll see the true colors of Lexi. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> we've got many episodes going up. What else? What else do we have in the books? Mm, what do we got? Mm. I, I think that's. I think that's it. That's it for now. But we are. We are to get people um, over there, though. Mm-hmm. I am gonna post links to the videos that I've referenced. I'll post pictures of some of the stuff that I found in the house, and then whatever else I can conjure up. Maybe we can do like a discussion board. Just tell us what you want us to us talk about, or like. We can make a poll for next week's topic. Yeah. yeah. And if you guys go vote for it, then... You can decide our lives. You will be the puppet master. Yes. And then if you have any topic suggestions and you subscribe to our Patreon, 
then we will have an additional email where you can send your topic suggestions and we will get them done but anyways i um this was nice this was nice yeah chat we had here i thought so different than normal i think it was a nice little shake up Mm Well, I hope everyone has a lovely week and remember to always keep it spooky.